Hey everyone, my name's Megan and welcome back to the What's Your Why podcast. Today's episode is with one of my favourite people to see pop up on my newsfeed, Keelan Moncrief. Keelan is someone that I've admired for a long time and I think one of the main reasons why is the love that she so evidently has for the people around her. And I think growing up in particular, it was so gorgeous to see another person who has so much love, especially for her younger sisters, because obviously my younger sisters are my world. I always talk about that. But I think just watching how loving and nurturing Keelan is, is something that I've always been really drawn to and I think what's really special about this episode is that we recorded this back when Keelan was pregnant and since recording this episode she's had her baby so I think it's just been so gorgeous looking at where she was at before giving birth and then if you follow Keelan's pages you can kind of get a bit of an update on what's been going on since having the baby and I think she's been doing an amazing job. I just really have so much time for this girl so I highly recommend giving this a listen. If you've clicked onto this episode thank you so much. I hope you enjoy. I definitely got so much out of this podcast like I feel like this happens every now and again that I feel parts of my inner self healing when I'm listening to other people speaking and I definitely felt that with Keelan. Really grateful to have been able to have this conversation with her. So I'm gonna stop talking right now and I'm gonna pass over to Keelan who's gonna introduce herself. So my name's Keelan and I'm a YouTuber. I never know what to say. Because when people come up to me, they're like, I love your TikToks or they're like, I love your podcast or it's really (laughs) random. So I never know what to say I am, but I feel like YouTube is my main job. And Camille, how are you doing at the minute? Like what's going on? I'm trucking on. I'm like in denial that I'm pregnant. So I'm just like carrying on as if I'm not. <laughs> what does your day-to-day life look like? What are you getting up to at the minute? Um, It will be like three days of really good, like doing something every day, meeting people, leaving the house. And then I'll crash for a day and have to like literally lie down for eight hours. Um, But other than that, it's kind of like it's kind of still the same I'm having a really good time being pregnant my mom was the same as well she like had loads of energy during her pregnancy and not really any uh bad side effects so I think I'm grateful for that other than having I had sciatica for two weeks and I was actually like bed bound I couldn't leave which was really hard and frustrating because I am an energetic woman I always love getting the steps in I'm like obsessed with getting my steps in (laughs) Um, so yeah, it's, it hasn't changed too much, but it's like I am going a bit easier on myself and I do have to be reminded sometimes to like not lift heavy boxes up the stairs. Yeah. And I know you're saying you're having loads of energy, but how are you finding the emotional transition from going from not being pregnant to being pregnant? So the transition, I'm like really interested in hormonal balance. Even before I got pregnant, like the, the circadian rhythm for women and how their cycle affects them because there isn't too much talk on it. It's always just like dismissed and women are psychos on their periods. And it's like, oh, you must be on your period. Even though it's actually really, it's like a magical and powerful thing that we go through. We can like use it to our advantage. But going into the third trimester is kind of the same as um, being on your period. So you want to be, you want to kind of be a little bit more recluse. You don't want to be really meeting new people or having like, socially heavy if that makes sense you you just want to be alone with your thoughts or if you can hear the cat (laughs) wrestling the rug um and yeah so it's kind of like a self-care season but it is three months long whereas your period you know that's gonna only last four or five days you're gonna eat loads of chocolate you're gonna take care of yourself you're gonna have a hot water bottle on your tummy whereas with the third trimester it's like oh my god another week of this so you kind of have to keep yourself distracted in a way where you don't um get caught up on it and feel like you're gonna get into some really bad habit or cycles of just staying in bed all day because that is so so bad for you and it just exacerbates the situation so it's like 
always being on the fence of something worse that's about to happen. It's like, if I don't force myself to get out of bed, I'm going to have the worst day of all time. Or it's like, if I don't talk to anyone today, I'm going to have the worst day of all time. Even though your body is kind of like, stay in bed, scroll on your phone for hours. You know, it's not telling you to do nice things and look after yourself. So you really have to motivate yourself to do that. Um, especially because I don't have like a traditional nine to five work life. I have to force myself to work so much. Um, and as well with having ADHD and not being on medication during my pregnancy, it's like I have to really stick to a regimented, disciplined routine all the time. Otherwise, if I fall off that, it will literally like I'll just damage my mental health so much and being in the summer as well it's hard not to fall into getting FOMO with all your friends and I've only kind of felt it recently like the other day me and Jason went to this moon worship on Kalani Beach yeah there was like a yoga and a manifestation breath work and then a sea swim at the end and it was like really nice such a nice thing to go to and I just realized that when I arrived and I was there with kind of like my really close friends and then like a wider group of friends that I don't know that well I had myself at the edge of the group kind of not knowing how to make conversation because I can't talk about things that they're going through at the moment. And the only thing that people ask me about is my pregnancy that they also can't relate to. So I just feel, it feels really like isolating and lonely. Not if I'm just with my best friends, because obviously we talk a bit more, but when I'm like seeing people who I haven't seen in a while or in a few months, it's literally all the people can ask me. And it's like, oh God, and I know I am attaching myself to that identity as like a pregnant woman because it is impossible not to like you're carrying a child with you constantly and I love being pregnant Mm -hmm. but it's just like there are other things going on in my life as well and it's really hard to have conversations or relate to people my own age when they're not going through the same um so it can be a bit lonely and sad sometimes but other than that I am trying really hard and work and I have great friends I have my siblings my parents are looking after me Jason's looking after me so I haven't been feeling that bad but some days I can be like oh my god I'm really missing out on my early 20s and like no no one's going to want to hang out with me when I have a child or you know I let intrusive thoughts take over I'm like Jason doesn't want to be a dad anymore and a lot of that is affected by hormones because you have your low energy and your body is like trying to heal and grow another human as well as look after yourself. Girl how are you navigating like the harder days because I'm not pregnant but I know even when I'm on my period my mood drops so much and the logistical part of my brain it's not enough to say oh it's just because I'm more hormonal now like I actually feel like my world is going to fall apart so how are you navigating the harder times of pregnancy uh the lonelier days I I do reach out to people I would be so the type before I got pregnant like before you get pregnant you don't you don't realize how little we're actually looking after ourselves and I thought that I was really good at self-care before I got pregnant I was like I look after myself. I'm, I'm, I'm not self-destructive at all. I do my self-care days, but we have such a skewed idea of what act- self-care actually is. Yeah. Like we think it's putting a face mask on and having a bath, whereas <laughs> self-care is actually, you know, reaching out to friends and telling them you're feeling down and asking for help. Um, it could be reading. It could be taking yourself out of bed. It could be literally brushing your hair because you haven't been allowing yourself to like look after yourself or you don't think that you're worth it or valued enough or that um, you're just going to stay in bed all day. So but, and as well like even the down to the food that we put into our body being pregnant like you realize how much shite chemicals that we put into ourselves and it really it really forces you to look at the things that you're putting into your body and how you actually look after your body because you're responsible for another being inside you so my self-care now is really like 
in terms of energetic and like spiritual recharging it is spending time with people or asking people to come out to me because a lot of times I can't travel like people don't even give up their seats on the fucking bus when I'm on it they like avoid eye contact Irish people literally don't care like they don't care about pregnant people at all and I haven't been on a public transport once where someone gave up their seat like in the whole time I've been pregnant not once um that's ridiculous yeah it's really bad because someone might have an invisible disability I'm not going to be like move you know move your seat you know yeah so I've just been asking people to come over or I'll I'll ring my parents and be like can you pick me up from my apartment and like bring me out to dinner which they're really happy to do because sometimes people don't know how to help especially because I put on a front that I'm like superwoman and I can do everything and because I'm having such an easy ride with being pregnant I have I do have energy and I'm still working and all these other things like even when I saw my midwife the other day she was like oh you look great you must be off work now and I was like no I can't actually take maternity leave I'm still working um but I'm not I'm not I'm grateful for my job I can still work from home and like it's great hours I can take them and all but um people think that I'm doing absolutely fine because I'm still carrying on as if I'm not pregnant yeah. where it's it, it actually is my own responsibility to reach out for help and like tell people to come over and visit me like yesterday I had my sisters over for the whole day and mm-hmm. it made me feel so much better even because I was so exhausted um mm-hmm. from doing stuff the past week I needed to just like lie down and they just even if we're not talking to each other but just spending time together and sitting next to each other and watching a movie it's so much better because I'm so much less lonely like sometimes I do talk to the bump as well I talk to her <laughs> she'll just be like this is what I'm doing today and then I, I also talk to my cat as if she's a human too so um that helps as well Keelan that's such a gorgeous image just you talking to your little bump that's so gorgeous is there anything else that you do that just connects you to yourself and connects you to like happiness at the minute I love I love sea swims I love going down to my granny's house in Galway and I love my mom's house and her back garden because she has like a total sun trap I loved living in my dad's as well because I loved my dog Peanut and like picking up my my little sister from childcare or daycare. Well, yeah, daycare. Um, So I I love those. It's just like getting into a routine when you're living on your own in an apartment in town. When you're pregnant, it is a lot harder because I'm not like integrated into the community or my, I'd be, I know I'd be having such a better time if I wasn't pregnant because I'd be out doing stuff all the time or like having people over for drinks or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I can't really be doing that. I can't, be taking advantage of living in town and being young yeah um so I think yeah just being in nature being with my family uh is when I feel most like at peace and content it makes so much sense to hear you say that because all of the content that you put up you just have this different kind of glow on you when you're in those places so it just makes so much sense that they're the places that you feel really content and come here, one of the things I feel like I'm most looking forward to in life is hopefully the day I become a mom. So can I ask, like, how do you actually feel about becoming a mother? Um, it's so weird because I always had this uh, view of myself of like being a total mess and not being able to look after myself. Even if I'm trying really hard, I'm just a disaster. Everything always goes wrong. But that was just a perception I had of myself when in actual fact, I know that I'm so capable of being a good man and being a good mother because I the way like I treat my younger sisters and like the way I treat the people around me and just the reassurance I've been getting from my friends and family that they know that I'll be a good mom has been really good and I think it's it sounds so cringy as well to be like but it just feels like this is what I was meant to do Keelan that is not cringy at all that makes so much sense as soon as I got pregnant I was like this 
is I know exactly this is supposed to be happening. I know I'm supposed to have a daughter and I know that I can give her a great life. So that's all you kind of need to know to carry on. And I have changed so much throughout the course of my pregnancy because it forces you to grow up and like look at your life and how you treat, see the world and everything because you are seeing the world through your child's eyes. Um, So I think that becoming a mom and entering motherhood has made me a lot more compassionate for everyone in my life, my own parents, um, how I want to be treated if, for my inner child as well. And just like it motivated me to give the best life for her. So it's only it's only done good in my life um, in terms of healing everything about me and like knowing what's important as well. Um, so yeah, so that's what I'm most excited for and what I think that I'm like destined to be a mom. So I literally have goosebumps because that's exactly what I feel as well, but I've never heard anybody else just say that before. So it's not cringe at all. Like it makes so much sense. Um, and I love hearing you like talk about the inner child and stuff. Like how has being pregnant healed your inner child? It's crazy because when my sisters were here yesterday, we do, we always like talk about our childhood and like things yeah. that have happened, but you don't realize kind of how fucked up things yeah. were until you are pregnant. And since, um, since getting pregnant, I just kind of, and looking at the way my parents raised me, I just know exactly what I wouldn't do that they did. And I love them. Like, obviously they, when they had children, and they, they've admitted this before they kind of just did it because they were like oh this is what we're supposed to do you know you're supposed to get married have kids buy a house they were like this is what our friends are doing we might as well start as well with my generation because of social media it's kind of uh, more normalized kind of the single woman independent woman you don't have to have children you can focus on your career and that's okay there's something for everyone on the internet so there isn't much of a push to create the nuclear family but like back then without social media you're only looking at what the people around you are doing or what your parents did so they're just like copying the pattern um so when they had children they kind of they were just doing it for the sake of it i don't know if they actually put much thought into it and so they had just had the four of us were left to our own devices both my parents worked we always had like random minders looking after us like I don't have huge memories of my parents like playing with us or you know spending that much time with us it was kind of just like us to get the four of me me and my siblings together um physically fighting each other like with weapons (laughs) or like you know you were those kids you know that you see those little kids in the back of cars like sticking up the finger out the the window that was literally us like curse like uh, Sirius's first curse word was fuck when she was about three um it was just it was just mayhem all the time because we were raising each other basically and uh I was such an anxious child when I was younger because my parent my mom in particular was really like we were having money problems when I was like seven. And I'd be like, oh my God, and I was like, I have to get a job. Um, even though like growing up, it wasn't that bad. Like we weren't actually poor, but I just felt like we were because she would always be stressed about money for some reason. Um, and then growing up, I was like, geez, I actually was like financially secure. I don't know why I felt so anxious all the time. Um, so I, I kind of grew up to be like, I have to financially uh, support myself so much and I I'm like I can't rely on my parents at all whereas me having this baby like I want her to live with me as long as she needs to and I don't ever want her to feel like 
stressed about anything that is our responsibility as parents to look after her because she is a child whereas when I was a child I never felt like a child I was just like carrying the burdens of the family and then I had to make sure that my sisters had like lunch for school and that their hair was brushed and braided for school as well um so it was very much like that because my parents worked full time so a lot of responsibility was put on us and I don't want to put that on my child because I'm the one bringing her into the world she didn't ask for this Mm -hmm. well it happened by accident so I don't know maybe she did ask for it (laughs) but um I don't want her to ever feel like she's a burden in my life or that uh she like took experiences away from me or that she needs to pave her own way or like repay me in some way and I always felt like I had to like repay my parents well because I am grateful for them raising me obviously but there is this kind of like overarching stress to like repay them with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of euro and be as successful as possible to have made me worth it and that's like a horrible stress to have on as a child and I don't ever want her to feel like that I just want her to feel like she's loved and appreciated just for like being alive and not being some type of person whereas with my parents I felt like I had to be a certain type of person or to be making loads of money to for them to be like oh well thank god we actually had her in the end and uh, we didn't like give her up for adoption so uh I think in that way it's it, it, is, it is helping me heal my inner child because I, I need to keep telling myself the same things that I'm telling her that I'm wor- like worth it and appreciated and uh, I'm doing fine without needing the reassurance from my own parents. Yeah. What did you need most as a kid? I think when I was a kid, I just needed to be... I wish I was disciplined more. Yeah. And I also wish that I was told that... Um, or reassured that I could do anything I wanted. I could be anyone I wanted to be and that I wasn't a fuck up. Like I just felt like a fuck up constantly. And you carry that into adulthood because the only opinions, literally the only opinions that people care about is from their parents. Like you're when you're hearing voices of self-doubt, it's always voices of your parents. When you are feeling, look in the mirror and feel insecure, that is something probably stemmed from your parents or your peers. It's always from the people around you. But at the end of the day, the only people that you need love from is your parents. Mm-hmm. And it's like a it's a evolutionary and psychological need that children need from the ages of zero to seven. But carrying on from that, if you didn't get it from zero to seven, if you didn't feel loved in those ages, you're basically setting up for, setting yourself up for failure for the rest of your life because you're constantly in insatiable, you have constant insatiable desire to be loved and accepted by everyone around you. Um so I think that I just needed to be told more that I was loved regardless of my like bad behavior, bad. um, And I wasn't like a hugely bad child, but I think if you you're not told constantly that you're valued or like your, you know, your confidence is ripped away from you. um, You just feel that you're going to act out and like do things that make you a fuck up because your, your internal beliefs and your internal dialogue is telling you that you are because your parents like didn't say that they were proud of you for doing any of these things um like I remember I wanted to do a portfolio for NCAD in sixth year and my mom was just like why would you waste your time doing that so I just never did it and then it, it particularly with like my career and stuff they were just terrible at giving advice and all I wanted was for someone to say, you don't need to go to college if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. 
but they never said that they were just like you need to like, I remember just getting ripped into for dropping out and then wanting to start wanting to start another course and wanting to do another course but it's because they were making me feel like a fuck up because I wasn't in college and they were like you're a three-time dropout and I was like because you're making me feel like I need to be studying otherwise I'm not worth this and it's like that's why I'm obsessed with academic validation as well like even in secondary school I was head girl like lead of the school musical head of choir like I was obsessed with school and I loved it because I was getting academic validation from my teachers whereas like if I came home with um an exam result and I was like I got a 95 I remember once my mom literally going why didn't you get a hundred I was like what's wrong with you um <laughs> And like my leaving cert results were never as good, like, you know, they're never good enough and fucking, yeah. So I think I just had an obsession with like academic validation and I will just never have that pressure on my children to like yeah. do really well in all other aspects of life. I just want to be kind and loving people. And I feel like that made me when I was a teenager, I wasn't kind and loving because the only thing I cared about was like being the best and all these things or like because my parents didn't appreciate like kindness or, um, being you know being generous or all of these other traits that just make you a human that all they cared about was stuff on image the image based so what how well you're doing in school if you were good looking um if you were looking put together uh things that they could talk to to, to like to their friends you know like they're doing this in school and they're studying this in college so um <clears throat> rather than actually what we're like as people and I still kind of carry that around as an adult as well. Like I I want to be making loads of money or I want to look successful on the exterior and then not actually working on what's inside, which I think is the most important. So I just have to keep kind of reminding myself that, geez, that was such a ramble. No, but we're, like I can relate to so much of what you're saying. So it's not a ramble at all. But like, how did you get to the point where you're at, where you realize what's actually important? It's like what's on the inside and not all of this bullshit that's been put on top of you as you've grown up. Um. I'd say only literally only in the last few months really yeah I'd say probably only in the last few months and I've made such an effort to reassure my sisters as well yeah. with the same like tr trying to give them the same um inter internal dialogue so because I can see it damaging them too like just constantly thinking their fuck-ups or that no one's proud of them and ever I think everyone just needs to be told that they're loved everyone needs to be told that they're someone is proud of them but um I'd say only in the last few months because of being pregnant I only literally had to come to the realization myself because even getting pregnant at this age I was like here we go again Keelan's fucked up once again and when I was getting ready to tell my parents I thought they were going to be like rolling their eyes and f pissed off but they actually are really supportive when it comes down to it mm -hmm. um Except for when I asked my mom if I could move into her house and she was like, absolutely no way. She goes, maybe if you were a single mom, but no. <laughs> Why? And then she was like, okay, you can move in, but you have to pay me 500 euro a month. I was like, no. <laughs> uh, so yeah. And I, I don't know what kind of clicked in my head, but I think it, it is just from carrying a child that I, I need to give myself, feed myself nice thoughts and know that I I'm proud of myself regardless of what I do as long as I'm being nice to myself and nice to people around me and it has made me a much nicer person as well even getting pregnant because I realize how much sourness or like competitiveness can 
rot your brain sort of like the if someone is really successful the first thought in your head is like oh well they're doing really bad in this aspect or this is what I'm doing that's better because you want that's like the best way to or the easiest and fastest way to make yourself feel better um when you are envy when you are envying someone else but now I found that my immediate thought is like that's so good for them mm-hmm. like their parents must be so proud that's brilliant um but I have like even the past few years I've noticed how like sour my uh, internal dialogue was when other people were doing well or yeah you know um yeah it's just horrible and it, there is such a culture in Ireland as well to begrudge people who are successful or to like see people from your old school blah 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 and you're just like oh I wonder if they're like gone really downhill or you're you kind of are rooting for them to do bad for some reason yeah um but now like I couldn't care I literally couldn't care less and it's like people are so um caught up in comparing themselves to other people it's just so it's so damaging it's so damaging to your self-esteem and just like how you view the world as well and it's only it's only harming yourself I know I'm, I'm not like obviously I was never saying these things to people's face being like yeah yeah but it was always in my head which is almost worse because it's just like well, I, that's how I'm talking to myself and I think it's normal or I think yeah. it's okay but there obviously are there's some psychopaths out there who like comment me you know message hate things and you know are just horrible but you kind of um and that's what's helped me as well like feel compassionate even for people who are horrible because it's like jesus you must really hate yourself yeah or if that's like your immediate reaction to like send someone a hateful message so yeah my friend sent me a hate comment that someone put under one of his posts recently and his response was just I hope you're getting love from somewhere his idea of it was that it's really sad that they have that much hate in their heart but anyway they don't deserve time they don't deserve to be aired what I'd love to talk about is the people in your life that give you love so I love when you talk about your sisters and I think it's because I have lots of siblings, but my two little sisters are my whole world. And it's so hard to navigate sometimes. I'm either parent or my other sister. Uh, but anyway, what do your sisters and your siblings mean to you? Um, I love being an older sister. It's just like, it, I love being an older sister. I'm always so proud of them. And I just think my sisters are the most beautiful, like kind, funny, caring people in the whole world. And it's like having two best friends that you can also see yourself in. Oh my God, that's so true. Like, I can see how we all behaved um, really similarly when we were kids, but now like that we've grown up, we're also we're also different, but also similar at the same time. Yeah. And um, I'm just like always so proud of how they've grown up and like came into themselves and they're such confident women who would never just do something because everyone else is doing it and that's something that I want my daughter to do to be like as well just be confident in herself and not like just do it because everyone else is doing it to be her own free thinker and uh yeah just be like proud of herself I suppose so but I do kind of feel a responsibility sometimes and sometimes I want to be like (laughs) I want to be like friends with them more than anything but because I'm like turning into a mother it's so hard for me not to be like oh Jesus be careful now <laughs> don't be drinking too much you know I have that like even if Jason goes out on a night out I'm like oh god he's gonna get in a fight or something I'm like up all night with anxiety being like oh my god they're in danger and then I was say- saying it to my mom and she was like oh yeah that never goes away oh, god. <laughs> anxiety it never goes away it's just like constant all the time and um, she was like yeah good luck to you um 
And even with like Missy Moo the cat, if she like has sniffles, I'm like, she's dying, you know? So I have that, like, I literally have a framed picture of Ellie and Saoirse in my, in my house. It's no. the only framed picture I have. Well, I have the baby scans in the fridge and then a framed picture of Ellie and Saoirse because I'm like, I worship them so much. And obviously Cora, I have like a closer relationship to now because I lived with my dad for so long. Yeah. Um, so I just feel, yeah, and I have an older brother too, which is like my, my secret sibling. But um, we're all so close. And I think that's the best part of having... Um, my I kind of had emotionally unavailable parents growing up, but it, it made us really, really close. And that's what I'm so grateful for, because you see families fall apart over the stupidest things, especially the older you get. Like siblings don't talk to each other over like inheritance and all these other stupid things. And I just know that we that will never happen to us because we are we're like def- constantly defending each other and always on each other's team. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice to feel like you never feel lonely or you never feel like the world's against you. When you have when you're really close to your siblings because it's like they are you know blood is thicker than water and they're gonna love me regardless of my flaws um so yeah i love my siblings so much what are you most grateful to them for uh what am i most grateful for i think just in being there for me in general or like we just constantly like sometimes um even with our friends or like seeing each other you can be you can hold back with like giving compliments like you think of them in your head and then for some reason we don't say them out loud because we're like I don't know shy or something but we never hold back on giving each other compliments or like uh encouraging each other in anything that we want to do and like one thing from my mom like that my mom did I never feel like I have a space in her life or a room for her or that she could take me in and look after me. Like, I don't feel, I can't rely on my mom. And she has kind of admitted that to me. She's like, Keelan, in fairness, like, I can't. <laughs> She's like, I'm done being a parent, so I can't take you in at any point. But uh, I'll look after the baby if you need to go out drinking. But I know that that's something that I can give my sisters. Yeah. And if they're able to financially support themselves, I know that they would always have a room for me. We will always, like, if anything was to happen or go wrong, like, if one day I was sick and couldn't work they would take me in if they could and I can always take them in like they have a key to my apartment and uh, always stay over if they're on a night out I prefer if they stayed here than getting a taxi home like when they're yeah. fucking half cut in the middle of the night so I think we just make each other feel safe and we feel the things that our parents can't give us so I yeah I think that's the best thing about having them as someone who can relate a lot to what you've gone through, you know, in childhood and stuff like that, all I can say is the girls are so lucky to have you as an older sister. I think anyone would be lucky to have a person like you in their life as an older sister and a caregiver. And yeah, I just think that's something to be so proud of, of the impact that you've had on their life and that you allow them to have on your life. But what I'd like to know is, what are you most proud of yourself for? What am I most proud of myself for? I think just being alive, like there's so many times where I've just been so exhausted with living and I was like, what is literally, what is the point? But now I always, I literally always see the positive in everything and I always find the joys in life. And I think that's what I'm most proud of myself for. But that is something that that would be so hard for someone else to see. So I don't even expect like my parents or anyone to be like, I'm so proud of you for being alive. But I think that's like the bare minimum we can give ourselves because they're like, life is fucking it's exhausting it's so it can be so hard and stupid sometimes where you're like is this actually it and if you get yourself so um like for example when I was studying sustainable development 
and you just see like the horrors of the world and how and like the actual facts of how we're damaging the planet fucking and you can get yourself so caught up in that and being like what is the point in me carrying on um but still going on anyway because there are so many nice things to enjoy in life and like making connections and feeling love and being around the people that you love and you know all these other things um so I think that's probably what I'm most proud of myself for and I've never let I've never let the horrors of the world like turn me into a bad person or make me bitter or cynical that's such a powerful and beautiful answer Keelan and I know if I had been listening to this when I was experiencing those thoughts I would have felt so much less alone everyone's experience is so different yeah I'd say the only person who's going to talk yourself out of that is yourself like I could say so much shit and it's all going to be like cliche and what's been said before but literally the only ever times that I've brought myself out of that thought process is through something that I've told myself or there could be like you know, one day randomly my dog like climbs on top of me or like falls asleep on my lap and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like this is, this is bliss. I love this. So it could be something different to everyone, but just pay attention to the things in your life that bring you joy and spark joy in your life. Um, and don't like shut yourself off from experiencing anything either because you do deserve it. And a lot of times people can isolate themselves and self-destruct. Um, so to just, yeah, be open to new experiences and stuff. Yeah. And what's most important to you in life now? Uh, I'd say, yeah, just being time, spending time with my friends and family is the most important. And it's shit, everyone has to go to, like people have to go to work and do things that we don't want to. When literally all day, I just want to sit in the back garden with my friends and family. That is like the only thing I want to do in life. And I never had like a dream career, a dream job. The only thing I want to do is just spend time with people I love. And it's really shit and annoying that people have to go to work <laughs> to exist. Um, but I suppose like, that's just life, isn't it? We all have to do stuff that we don't want to. I know, we do all have to do things that we don't want to do, but it would just be so ideal if people were just given the freedom to kind of just create the life they want for themselves without feeling like they have to go and work these crazy hours to make money just to get by. But I love hearing you talk about, you know, spending time with people that you love and like soaking up that time with them. Um, what's it been like since finding the love of your life? And I know you were really good friends with Jason before you got together. Um, but yeah, just what does that relationship bring to your life um Jason is like the most grounded down-to-earth person of all time and I can kind of be up in the air uptight anxious like oh my god this is gonna I like worry enough for the two of us so we balance each other out so much and the only difference with Jason and the rest of anyone else I've ever been with he's just he's just reassuring without even having to do anything I feel like I was always chasing like a do you still love me or like do you love me enough and even like I've <laughs> like I'm constantly discharging he has to trim my pubes for me like I you know I have explosive diarrhea because I'm pregnant or I'm just like constantly farting like I don't ever feel sexy but I always he always makes somehow makes me feel beautiful like without ever having to do anything and I'm never kind of asking for more for him in terms of loving me or showing me how he loves me because he just does it naturally all the time every day so um it's kind of reassured me because obviously my parents are divorced it I was always <laughs> this idea in the back of my head that men will eventually leave you when you're like 
old and wrinkly. And now that I know that he's seen me in like every disgusting state possible, I just don't have that belief anymore. And I just feel like love does exist. And if it's worth it, it's, you know, it's worth working on and working for. I love hearing about like where your life is at right now. I just think it's so lovely, especially having the context of like where you're coming from and where you've come from in life. If there's anything that you now could say to you in the past, what would it be? I would probably just say relax and stop being so impulsive. Yeah. I'd say try, you know, literally calm down. If you're in something that you're enjoying, if you're enjoying something that you're doing right now, just stay with it and stop trying to look for more. Because even when I was, I was doing a college course that I really liked, and um i was in a job that i really loved i was studying fashion buying and was working in urban outfitters but i was just obsessed with i have to move out i have to start making my own money but i was literally only 21 and for some reason i thought that i was really far behind and i was like falling falling behind and i don't know who i was comparing myself to because like none of my friends were living out of home so then i moved to galway and that was a fucking disaster and uh so i wish i just had calmed down and took advantage of having the space to live at my parents house because i so i was the only sibling who lived with my dad so um i had kind of a different experience to my sisters in that way because my mom like kicked me out when i was 17 but um so because i was living with my dad i could have stayed i should have just stayed there to feel safe, secure and stable for as long as possible and kind of use that to my advantage because I was privileged enough to have a room in my dad's house and I should have, I wish that I should have um, just calmed down and stayed there because I was constantly trying to chase this dragon of like, I need to make everyone proud of me and I need to be self-sufficient and uh, independent. Whereas like I ended up being the least independent person possible, like a disaster, self-destructive and just everything fell apart because I wasn't ready. And um, I was just letting other people's thoughts or like try comparing myself to other people's lives control me rather than listening to what my body needed or what my heart needed, which was actually just to be looked after for a few more years. And there's literally nothing wrong with that. Like if there's people who are 23 still living with their parents, like that is fair enough. It's really, it's impossible to find somewhere to live first of all in Ireland um there's a recession looming like you shouldn't feel guilty or let anyone else make you feel guilty for where you are in your life right now um and you are probably like people are in privileged positions if they can live with their parents and that's like you know it's something that you should take advantage of while you can Mm -hmm. so I think that we should have a lot less judgment for ourselves and a lot less judgment for other people. And the only, I suppose the only reason that people do judge others who live at their, live at home with their parents is total jealousy. Like I would, if I could stay in my dad's house, my stepmom doing my laundry for the rest of my life, like I won't, like, are you joking? Like, I don't know why people are so afraid to admit, admit that. Like, obviously you want people looking after you. It's such a nice, easier life. Like I want to lay down in my, in my dad's back garden and like, not have to pay rent are you joking obviously but at some point you do have to like create create your own um independence and life but I I can only do that now because I am ready I think I'm this is the only age that I felt that I actually can be self-sufficient yeah and I'm not like constantly stressed all the time if it's going to actually like deteriorate your mental health and make you feel so bad that you're not you can't even experience life properly or to the fullest like it's not worth it like it's literally not worth it so like fuck what everyone else thinks and if you have left school and you don't know what you want to do in college don't force yourself to do a course just because everyone else is doing one like wait until you find a sign or you feel really confident enough 
to know exactly what you want to do and know that you're going to enjoy it. And it doesn't have to necessarily have to be um, for a monetizable like career path because a lot of what you study in college, like there might not be a job when you uh, come out of it. So to just do what you enjoy. Um, and even when, after you turn 23, sure, you can go to college for free then in Ireland. Yeah. So, you know, it may, it's the best option. Like no one at 18 really knows what they want to do. And there's loads of my friends who have degrees and have masters and end up not even using them. But as yeah. long as they, they enjoyed their time in college and they really enjoyed what they're studying. Because um, I like learning new things, but the, the problem is I don't have a long enough attention span for like a three or four year course. Yeah. So what I have ended up doing is doing like five or six short courses online for free, which is like so fine, but it's probably just confusing for other people, but you have to like not care because yeah. that's like I have all this information in my head which kind of makes sense and are kind of correlated with each other but not really and it doesn't really matter because I enjoyed studying them yeah and like looking at your life and like where you've come from and where you're at now and where you're going what do you think your why in life is what's my why um I don't know it's such a hard question I don't know what was your one? Ooh, jump scare I wasn't expecting you to ask me that there um my why I think is to become a mom someday like I feel like the love that feels most real for me is maternal love like I feel it a lot with my little sisters so my why is to hopefully become a mom or I'm kind of understanding I won't be able to get there as soon as I wanted to because I'm queer and it's a lot of money to you know go down that route they're giving free reds of IVF now in Ireland sorry what how did I not know about this yeah, so they're giving, they give you one round for free. I think it's starting in two or three years, but they give you one round for free. And uh, sure, surrogacy, it's illegal to pay a surrogate in Ireland as well. Like you just pay for their hospital bills. Oh my God. Okay, watch this space because maybe I'm going to be the next one that's pregnant. I love being pregnant. Like I would definitely be a surrogate for someone else. Oh my God, you will be getting a call from me very soon then. Yeah, and because I, like I don't get too bad symptoms. So I think that I would be fine. Like I would definitely do it. But... Yeah, there's definitely going to be more options for you. So I wouldn't worry if you want to have your own child and don't want to adopt or foster or whatever, that's totally yeah. fair for you. And they're doing free baby boxes now, like the same in Sweden. So anytime someone gets pregnant in Sweden, they send you a baby box and the actual box that it comes in comes in can also be used as a crib. And then it's full of like baby essentials. So like nappies, wipes, um, a few baby clothes. And now Ireland's doing it as well. Oh my God. Keelan, stop. Like I literally... Oh my God, I think I'm being influenced. I want to have a baby right now. Hashtag influenced. Yeah. <laughs> the best way. Keelan made me do it. Yeah. My mom's like, watch now, Keelan. You're a trendsetter. You're a trendsetter. <laughs> everyone's going to be getting pregnant now. Everyone's going to be getting pregnant. I was like, mom, that's a bit too extreme. It's not like buying a lip gloss. You know? Literally. Um, so your why can be anything. Um, basically, when you're 80 years old and you look back at your life, what do you think you'll be happy that you did probably start a family like I just know I already know my daughter and I say every mom feels like this as well I just know my daughter is like the most special genius baby of all time like anytime um we go to the rotunda and they're like feeling my tummy and she like kicks back to when they're like feeling what position she's in I'm like she's she can literally she's gonna come out talking like she's gonna, out, she's gonna be able to change her own nappy she's gonna come out and she's gonna rule the world so <laughs> I'd say having this daughter and I, um, I probably will like 
I'd say I'm going to be pregnant for the next 10 years because me and Jason like want a big family because he's like I'll get a vasectomy if you want me to and I'm like are you joking you know that we're gonna have loads of kids um and my granny uh my granny had 10 children and my aunties were like slagging me being like oh you're gonna be like violent now like constantly pregnant and I was like yes I am um so I'd say yeah just starting family and like giving the best like I'd say the most fulfilling thing for me personally is to be able to give a child the best life possible and to make them feel safe and secure and stable and encourage them to do whatever they want because that's going to create like the best we're literally creating people for the future and a future society so that's like the most important job that you have and uh to take that on is like really fulfilling and I think yeah a really nice thing to do and I think I'll be able to do a good job when are you doing the baby um, I'm doing the 20th of August, but at my last midwife appointment, she's head down and my cervix has dropped. So she's like ready to, she wants to come out like right away. But I, when you're 34 weeks, they can't breathe on their own yet. So I want her to come out when I'm 36 weeks because uh, she'll be able to breathe on her own and she'll also be a Leo then. I don't really want a cancer baby, to be honest. Like Leo. Too, much, too much emotion. <laughs> I can't, I can't handle it. And I have no friends who are cancers either. So I'm like, oh God, I don't even know if we'd get along. <laughs> You'll have to send it back. Both of my parents are Leos. So it's like, yeah. Um, which makes a lot of sense. There was a lot of powerful personalities in the family growing yeah. up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully she she waits for another week and a half. And I'm actually, th- no, I'm 35 weeks tomorrow. So hopefully she waits for another week and then we can go ahead. But I'm actually... Like I am getting a bit scared now to give birth. I thought I was excited, but now that actually I keep having dreams where I'm in labour and I'm like, ow. Well, Keelan, best of luck with everything. I know your baby is so lucky to have a mom like you who already loves her so much. And to everybody who's listened to this week's episode, thank you so much. And if anything triggering came up for anybody during this episode, you can email us on telluswhatsyourwhy at gmail.com and we can send you on some support links. That's all for this week. Thank you so much again, Keelan, and we'll see you next week for some more What's Your Why conversations.